Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 334 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is the co-founder of Cyvatar.ai, a game-changing cybersecurity firm that makes cybersecurity simple for businesses by providing fully managed customer-centric security solutions. He is a certified Chief Information Security Officer and a certified Information Systems Security Professional having held the role of Global Chief Security Officer for a number of large public and private sector organisations. So it's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast, Craig Goodwin. Hey Phil, good to be here. (laughs) Well, thank you for joining me, Craig. Um, I would like maybe to start with by understanding how it is that you actually got into the sort of cybersecurity world. Yeah, absolutely. So, so the early part of my career was actually spent in the in the British military. So, I was in the intelligence services um, in the intelligence side of the of the army, um, and we and we focused on on two quite distinct areas. So, one was obviously the wartime role, which was running around deserts and, and fighting wars on behalf of the UK government. But the other side was all about homeland security and protecting our forces when they're when they're in the UK. Um, protecting military bases and of course protecting data and secret information from falling into the wrong hands so i started started off my career in that military and very heavy defense world um the interesting thing about the military is you never really know what you want to do when you leave um and and you're never sure whether it was luck or judgment that that led you down the right path but ultimately i fell out of that that military side when when chief security officer and the call for cyber security was just becoming louder and louder in the commercial yep. sector. So so I, I quickly grabbed the mantle, took that experience that I'd started in the military and, and transferred that over into into the commercial sector. Right. Now, obviously, I didn't mention necessarily the organizations that you were, Bob, but they've been quite diverse by the looks of it. So maybe you could give us a bit of an insight into some of the things you've done. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I started my career um, in, in the US tech side. So uh, a company called Monster Worldwide, which is a large recruitment website. Most people remember it from yep. monster.com, um, you know, but it's a much larger recruitment business than that. So I started building their cybersecurity function. Um, and that really ran the gamut from, you know, IT security or protecting the computers all the way through business continuity and building disaster recovery plans and physical security as well. So I had some experience in that. So I really kind of owned the, the whole spectrum of, of security for, for that organization. Um, and then various other organizations as I, as I grew my career. So um, companies like CDK Global, that's a big 12 billion automotive technology business. Uh, Fujitsu, the, the very large Japanese IT provider. Um, and then yeah. a, a plumbing and heating group as well in Ferguson PLC. So the, the fantastic thing about cybersecurity is it really touches every kind of business you know today yes. um, i don't know if that's a good yep. thing or a bad thing but but it gives plenty of opportunity for people that are looking to get into the space to do it in a, a really multitude of different sectors and areas 
Right. And do, do you think that the risks and threats are the same or do they vary between the different organizations? Uh, they, they vary, but, but not to any great extent. I think as, as the kind of the IT world has, has grown, the digitalization of the majority of businesses means that the threats are relatively similar, right? You look at things like ransomware, um, you look at yep. things like uh, malware and, and, um, and phishing attacks and all those kind of stuff. They stay pretty consistent, right? Um, the way you protect against them differs more per businesses. So it depends whether you're an online business or, you know, you're a, a retail business. So those protections and the way that you protect and build a security program differs. But most of the threats and risks stay pretty consistent across sectors, to be honest with you. Right. Okay. And, and to sort of, you know, your, your typical corporate company, how, how serious are these risks? What, can, what sort of damage can they actually do to your business? Well, it's absolutely huge. Again, it differs by sector, but you know, we've seen every single day now, quite frankly, you see breaches in the news, right? Whether it's as a result of of hacking, you know, or or if it's just user error. Um, all these things contribute to really significant losses. We've seen businesses um over the years go out of business. Um lots of small to medium sized businesses go out of business due to ransomware attacks um, on an annual basis. Not so much large corporates, but you certainly see huge amounts of money, you know, wiped off um share prices, wiped off corporate value of organizations, mainly associated with the reputational damage. You know, customers no longer use a particular solution or service, no longer buy a particular product because they're genuinely worried about the protection of their data, the privacy of their personal information. So the ramifications for a business that, that don't do these things can be, can be huge. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, right. Well, thank you. That, that gives us a great insight into, into what you do and what you've done. But obviously, this podcast very much focusing on career development, particularly sure. in the IT sector. So, Craig, could you maybe give us a bit of an insight or maybe a career tip, one that the audience may not be aware of, perhaps should be? Yeah, for sure. So I think, particularly for cybersecurity or IT security, my tip has always been, um, number one, to go wider rather than deeper. You know, if you've got aspirations to make it to C-level or even management level within security and IT security, it's always incredibly important to know a bit about a lot of different things. I think, you know, not everyone's desire is to get into the management or C-levels, but if it is, it's really important that you spread and widen your knowledge. Too many people get caught in the trap of, over specializing i think you know early early part of the it security um world there was a very focus on ethical hacking and, and the technical side of security and people ran down this kind of penetration testing route and if you over specialize yep. like that you tend to box yourself and you can only do one thing right whereas if you take the time to learn and to widen yourself and to learn a little about a lot of these different disciplines of which there are a lot within cybersecurity, would you believe? Um, you, you give yourself the capability to ultimately manage those multitude of functions at a higher level when, when you get to that point in your career. So I think, I think that would be my number one bit of advice to anyone getting into cybersecurity or IT security. Yes, absolutely. So in, in typically, I, w- I, would, I would think of your role very much as a, on a consultancy or from a consultancy perspective anyway. So you, the broadness of your knowledge actually enables you to deliver that that consultancy service. Is that true? 
Yeah, for sure. If you're looking at it from a consulting perspective, look at something I know you mentioned earlier in the introduction, um, you know, that CISSP qualification that I've got. The, yeah. the, the thing about that qualification in particular is that it's incredibly wide. I think they say a mile wide, but only an inch deep, right? Because as a, as a <laughs> manager or a consultant, as you put it, um, you need to know a little bit about a lot of different things. And, and it enables you to help to set people on the right path. But then ultimately, as always with all leadership and management, it's about finding the right people to work with you and work for you. And that's the same from a consultant perspective. Start those yes. motions, know the, know the guardrails within it, which they, you need that to operate. But ultimately, to do the actual work, other people will do that, right? Other people will be experts in that specific um, use case or that specific area. So yeah, that consultative approach, that management approach go, go hand in hand. Yeah, good. Okay. Right. Now I'm interested to hear the answer to this next question, actually, Craig. So what is your worst career moment to date? And what did you learn from that? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I think, um, I think for me, um, it was probably more more personal in nature, actually. And I've now gone on to, to co-found Cyvatar. But, but actually, just before that, um, I found myself in in a role in a in a very large IT provider company, um, and and I found myself get to a point in my career. I had some personal things going on. My father had recently passed away, and I found myself in this position where you know my energy levels were incredibly low, and I, and I wasn't giving everything that I had given throughout my career to the to the job, you know, and and that personally always affected me. If I wasn't delivering the best I could deliver, if I wasn't delivering what I felt I could deliver at my best self, then I really struggled with that. And and honestly, my biggest regret is probably allowing that to go on too long, right? I, I procrastinated, I thought I could continue to do it. But actually, you know, my passion wasn't in it. And, and as a result, my reputation suffered in, in that short period of time, you know, people looked at me as, yeah. as not you know, not putting enough effort in or, or not really being focused or, you know, taking advantage maybe. Um, and, and I look back now and I think actually, you know, I should have been more open about that. I should have been more honest. Um, it's very easy for someone like me to say, but when you're passionate about something that, that comes across, right? When you're passionate about something and you want to do something that comes across. So I feel like I did myself a disservice for that small part of my career where I wasn't giving myself a hundred percent. And it's not that I felt I could have given a hundred percent because I knew I kind of mentally checked out, but it was more that I wasn't honest with myself and my peers at the time. I should have done that at an earlier point in my career, you know? Yes, that's interesting to hear. Um, so in terms of the way, I suppose, you assess situations now, has that changed? Or so you, do you look for red flags, maybe where that may be affecting you in some way? Yeah, 100%. So so in everything I do now, I'm I'm very clear that you know, I want positive energy and thing. If I'm not feeling myself putting 100% into something, um, I want to unpack why that is. And and it's not always work stuff, right? It, it can be personal side. Everyone has, I think one of the things interestingly that, that the COVID pandemic has done is almost made us more human to each other, right? When we're a bit more open about, you know, you, you sit on Zoom every day and and you see dogs and you see children <laughs> running around in the background, right? And and, and these things have yep. become much more normalized now. So we've become, weirdly enough, over, over Zoom, almost more um, human to each other. And I think there's a lot of things in your personal life that can impact your professional life. And those things aren't as separated as they used to be. So when I can feel that energy dipping for whatever reason, you know, I'm a big guy in fitness. And if I don't get 
my bike ride in during the day or I don't get my run in during the day. I can feel that energy waning. Um, and, and I now look internally to try and fix that and make sure that I'm doing it. If I can't, I'm open and honest with the people that I'm working with. You know, I can't give this the full energy I thought I could. Perhaps it's better to wait till tomorrow when we're in a better mental space. And and having that openness with a team, having that openness with with a group of people that you're working with, I think is is really powerful, actually. And it gives everyone the opportunity to do the same thing. Yes, that's very well put. Okay, let's move on to something maybe a little bit more positive. Can you tell us about your career highlight to date? Yeah, well, well, interestingly, it's really recent. So, you know, having the ability to to build the business with Cybertar that we've built today um, has just been absolutely incredible. I was I was kind of late to entrepreneurialism. You know, you, you hear a lot of stories about the young guys coming out of college or university or whatever and starting businesses directly from there. I'd had my corporate career before. You know, I'd spent eighteen years in in the corporate world, um, and then things came together to allow me to build. Cyvatar as it is today, kind of two years down the line. Um, and, and it's just given me an incredible empowerment to go and build what I thought the industry needed um, and, and just given me this opportunity and freedom to really express myself, you know, and, and be the person that I wanted to be, but at the same time be um, incredibly success, successful in, in, in the professional world as well. We've grown from strength to strength. You know, we've raised a couple of VC funding rounds and, and we're growing exponentially every day and every week. So it's just an incredible experience having the opportunity to work with the people that I've worked, to handpick the team, to build it from scratch. I feel incredibly privileged um, to be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, that's great to hear. I'm sure we'll come back to that later on, actually. But can you maybe tell us about what excites you about the future of the industry and in particular careers in IT and tech? Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, it's it's ever increasing. It's a bit of a cliche, right? But the digitalization of everything is just growing exponentially. Um, and, and, you know, the fact that tech is ultimately what every business is becoming, you know, no longer do we have banks, we now have you know, technology enabled banks. And if you go and ask someone from Barclays what they are, they will now say they are a technology company, not a bank, you know, and, and that's happening yep. to every industry, whether it be retail, whether it be banking or financial services, everything is becoming this digital business. And that means that the opportunities are growing with it. You know, anyone that's coming to the tech or IT world now really has an opportunity to be in every single sector to influence and change the very fabric of the way society is being run. Um, and I just think that's in incredibly exciting from, from everything from crypto and financial services through to the digitization of vehicles and IoT, you know, um, everything is now predicated upon that technology and that future so so those opportunities are just continue, going to continue to grow and the impact that technology and it professionals can have on that is just huge yeah absolutely and, and presumably i mean thinking about the area that you work in in particular with cybersecurity, that sort of broadening and expansion of of technology and and platforms opens up even more opportunity for people to misuse that and potentially present risk and threat and so forth yeah 100 like, I, I don't i don't necessarily like the fear uncertainty and doubt stuff that we've been <laughs> we've been selling for for 20 years but <laughs> but you're you're absolutely right i think you know the amount of opportunity that comes along also brings with it risks um you know talking yeah. to talking to customers today who 
who are exposing, you know, a, a relatively old school kind of plumbing and heating business to to the internet for the first time, to e-commerce for the first time, you know, being able to take credit card payments, all that kind of stuff. Of course, that takes a leap in in risk for that business. But, but I think the great thing is what security now is becoming minded to is that it's also a business opportunity, right? The businesses are now looking at security as enabling them to sell more, you know, um, enabling them to gain customers because they've got a robust security program. So I think the nice shift that we're seeing is away from security being these kind of back office protection function and becoming more about revenue generation, more about driving a business forward. I liken it to, you know, um, brakes on a car versus the seatbelt on a car, right? A brakes on a car as security used to be known would stop the vehicle, right? And prevent it from progressing. I like to think of security in the modern world more like a seatbelt in a car. It actually gives you the comfort that you can go faster because you've got that seatbelt around you. And that's kind of how we like to think about security nowadays. Right. Good. I like a good analogy. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. You ready for this? Sure. Okay. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Um, So for me, it was getting that background in in the defense world, um, seeing how IT was incredibly um, essential to critical national infrastructure. And at that time, we weren't in the IoT world that we've just talked about. So it was relatively early days. But um, but I saw how critical it was. I saw the growth. I saw how important it was going to become to our day-to-day lives. So I kind of saw what was coming 20, 25 years down the line, and I wanted to be a part of that. Right. Okay. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um I think the best career advice I've ever received is is that I don't know everything. You know, I think for sure there is a tendency for people to um, blag things or or make up answers because they struggle with um, appearing to not know the answers to, to certain questions or not know the solutions to certain problems. The most important thing anyone's ever said to me is that you need to ask those questions, right? Be vulnerable know when you don't know the answers and seek out the people that do know the answers. And that people, you get so much more credibility from saying you don't know the answer and you'll find out than trying to make up an answer that everyone sees through. Yes, very true. And what is the worst career advice you've ever received? (laughs) The worst career advice? Um, Probably commute into London for two hours every day was probably the worst. (laughs) (laughs) I think, no, I I think for me, um, you know, back to my kind of earlier point, I think specialism, right? So I talked to a couple of early kind of technical mentors in the the security space, um, and they were adamant that, you know, penetration testing and these kind of very niche cybersecurity pieces were going to be we're going to be the future. Um, and I think if I'd listened to that um, and I'd really over-specialized, I absolutely wouldn't be where I am today. And if you were to begin your career again in today's world, what would you do? Wow, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I, I think um, I would certainly get back into IT and tech. Um, I would I would kind of find um, where, where the hot industries are right now. I think things like um, ecotech, you know, health tech, all those kind of things are really are really taken off. Um, but I think I would probably stay even wider than I already have. You know, I would go less education 
formal side probably and and go much more experience orientated um i think the world is moving away from that formalized education in the traditional sense and moving much more towards experience based so i i would take the time to to go and experience a multitude of different verticals as best i could a multitude of different business roles but keeping in mind that my ultimate goal was to end up in that tech and IT space um, so that I got to where I wanted to go, but I came to it with with a bit more rounded in terms of my business experience. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So my career objectives have changed significantly. So my career objectives are kind of focused on business objectives now, being that it's my yeah. business. Um, you know, for, for me personally and personal growth, um, I'm all about, growing my business um, into a position where not just are we financially sound, but actually much more about the people that work for me. You know, we, myself and my co-founder are incredibly focused and and, um, incredibly clear that you get the most out of the employees, you get the most out of a business when everyone works hard, plays hard, has a good time. And actually, you know, your personal life and your professional life are really heavily intertwined. We want people to be passionate about coming to work so my personal goals are that you know i get to a point where where those people that work for me where the business people that work for me say thank you you know that they had a good ride they had a good journey and wherever we end up is going to be great but ultimately i want the journey and the process of building the business um to be to be one that everyone looks back on and and is really um proud of yes and what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Um, communication is is absolutely above and beyond the, the most important thing. You know, I, I come from a human intelligence background in, in the military side. Um, and I learned early on that actually it's less about the technological knowledge that you have and much more about how you communicate it. Um, the reason that I've been successful somewhat in my career is because I've taken over from very technical introverts who could do the job incredibly well from a technical perspective, but really couldn't tell the story um, internally to the organization. And, and that's just so important. I definitely don't have the technical depth of knowledge that some of my predecessors have. I definitely don't have the you know background in development or the background in infrastructure that a lot of people can't have coming into into the security space. But what I do have is a, a, a very good way of communicating. I've got very good human intelligence skills and I can take those technical concepts and I can communicate them in a way that people understand. So, so above all else, I would say that learning to communicate effectively, whether that's through professional training or whether that's just organic learning, it's definitely been the, the, uh, the biggest key to my career so far. Right, good. Okay. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? <laughs> wow. So I, I've got a massive thirst for learning. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I find myself and my wife would say this, I'm, I'm never satisfied one way or another. So I'm always trying to grow both professionally and personally. Um, I love diving into things. So, you know, one thing might be, you know, I might be doing the finances at work, for example, which I don't particularly like budgeting and financing has to be done. But I, but I will take those regular breaks to go and to dive into something that really interests me, like like an IoT space or crypto or whatever it is that kind of is interesting me at the time. So I do that. And then the other thing that I do is also make time for me personally. I mentioned the fitness side. You know, I've got a young family. So it's really, really important that, that we don't forget that stuff and negate that stuff because that, that's what feeds my energy to then 
make sure I've got the energy to go and do the professional stuff as well. So I think, you know, you need to keep that energy high, need to keep refreshed. Um, and I think, you know, some of these archaic attitudes around taking time off work and all that stuff are, are going now, thankfully. And actually, it's about personal well-being. And if you do that right, then you bring the right energy to work as well. You do. Absolutely. It leads in nicely to the next question. So what do you do in your spare time away from technology? So still use technology, actually, <laughs> um, a lot of the time, but but in the fitness space. So, you know, I, I, I from my all the way from my army days, I've, I've loved uh, I've loved fitness. And, and I think, you know, the fitness industry or the wellness industry and technology are really colliding now. So I do I do a lot of cycling, road cycling. I do some running and, and general fitness and and love my gadgets like my whoop and my lumen monitor my heart rate and monitor kind of my progress and all that kind of good stuff so so i never really get away from technology but the ability to go out and ride 30 or 40 kilometers on a bike really gives you that opportunity to think freeze your mind um i think you know as a british guy my co-founder is from california and he's He's a big uh, meditation guy, you know, he's a big kind of universe guy. And perhaps we don't communicate it like that in England, but it's the same thing, right? Going riding my bike for 40 kilometers is for all intents and purposes a meditation for me. It frees my mind, it makes my body energized, and, and it allows me to focus on work when I come back. Yes, that's well put. Um, Craig, can you share with us a parting piece of career advice? Yeah, so I think I would hark back to to what I said earlier. I would say stay wider, continually learn, you know, always learn from everyone. Never be afraid to admit that you don't know something. Everyone starts somewhere. So constantly ask questions, constantly widen your knowledge and your knowledge base. Nothing you ever learn is going to go to waste, right? So even if it's just an article about something that you think is unrelated, there are nuggets in there that you will use. And finally, I would say don't take anything as verbatim. There's plenty of books out there. There's tons of people that say opinion becomes fact, but there's golden nuggets in all of that. So disperse that information, take the bits that make sense to you, use them um, and, and grow your career from there. Yes, exactly. And Craig, how can we find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, for sure. So I'm I'm all over social media. So LinkedIn's my favorite place in the world. So you can find me on LinkedIn, just search for Craig Goodwin. The business, um, Cybertar, Cybersecurity as a Service for Small to Medium Sized Businesses. So that's just www.cybertar.ai. And then it's really easy to get me on email. It's just Craig at Cybertar.ai. So feel free to hit me up, questions, comments. I'm always open to hear from new people and learn new things. So very open to be contacted. Craig, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah, really appreciate it, Phil. Thanks so much. Hi, Phil here again. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with today's guest. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e and the number of the episode you've been listening to. If you haven't already subscribed to the show, please make sure that you do so that you get episodes automatically downloaded to your device every Monday. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.